You're listening to Choose Podcast. Season 1, Drive. Episode 10, Leave the City. Previously on Choose. If something did happen overnight, maybe everyone else was evacuated and I need to get out of town. You continue your determined search for a way out of the city. Driving what you believe to be north worked out for a while. You manage not to backtrack a reverse direction and part of you thinks you are making some kind of progress. However, the minutes continue to dial back as you drive, making you anxious. As best you try not to, you can't keep your eyes off the clock in the car. By the time it gets to 6.30, you can't take it anymore and absently slap on the radio to try to take your mind off the time. The radio blares a car horn. At first you think it's yours that's malfunctioned, but realize the source and frantically try to turn the station. The frequency garbles for a moment before landing on an unfamiliar station, this one the continual sound of a bell. You try to turn the volume down, but the knob does absolutely nothing. You try one more station, this one just the roaring of a toilet flushing over and over. You slam your hand down on the off button and sigh wearily. This just keeps getting worse and worse. When the hell am I getting out of this city? It dawns on you that you haven't seen anything in the way of police or emergency vehicles, perhaps directing people out. You begin to speculate, what if there wasn't an evacuation? What if something just happened to everyone in the city instead? No, that doesn't make any sense. The roads were outside this morning. Maybe it happened after I got to the office. Everyone in the building at once. Could it be alien? You come out of your head with a jolt as you narrowly avoid slamming into an overturned car in the middle of the street. You take a few moments to breathe and let the adrenaline in your veins dissipate before getting out of the car. You move to the front of your vehicle and look at both your car and the one in the street. Thankfully, you missed it by a foot. You then inspect the overturned car further. It's old, perhaps from the 30s or 40s, and incredibly rusted. It's mostly upside down, the wheels angled up towards you as it rests on its crushed left side. You walk around it, looking in what would be the windows if there was any glass left. The seats are exposed wire with small scraps of cloth clinging to the jagged points. The steering wheel is detached and on the ground. You finish the circuit back to your car, confused. This thing looks to have been here for decades. But how on a city street? Overhead, the air fills with what sounds like a thousand mouse buttons being clicked repeatedly. You don't look for an explanation and hurry back into the car. Unable to pass the old jalopy, you turn the car around and go back to the street you came from. You drive a little further in the same direction before you see another street to get you back on your journey north. As you turn, however, you see another overturned car a block or so down. No, not another. The same one. You squint and confirm that yes, it is the same car, same classic model car resting on the roof of its left side. You put the car in reverse and speed back down the original street further. 
You continue to find other streets branching off from the one you're on, but each one is blocked off by the same old junker. After a dozen or so streets, it appears to creep closer and closer to the road you travel, eventually blocking off any way to exit. Something's coming, you think. Another one of those weird somethings. You grip the steering wheel a little tighter and continue on your way. As you drive, you try to gauge the time of day by the position of the sun. It's not exact, but you think it may be mid-morning. Without thinking, you look at the clock for confirmation and are angrily disappointed as it reads 623. When your eyes are back on the road, you get the first sense of hope you've had since you've started this drive. Ahead, about three miles away, the street rises up into a hill. Finally, I must be getting somewhere. You pick up speed a little and push forward toward the hill. However, after a few miles, you don't seem to be getting any closer, but the hill is getting higher and rounder. Where you could once see the street beyond the rise, you can now only see where the road climaxes between the buildings. The further you go, the more the street changes shape, getting rounder at the edges. Something about the shape is familiar, but you don't recognize it until moments later when the sides of the road round out with dusty brown tufts on either side that you realize is hair. Something in you aches and the flight mechanism in you screams, turn back. But your consciousness doesn't listen. You only know that this weird, round, hairy road is the only way out. The familiar, unrecognizable shape finally hits you and you can barely believe what you're approaching. The hairy sidewalks grow and hug the now bulbous road. It continues to peek and round away from you until a forehead is defined. You continue driving as the road continues to rise in front of you and the eyebrows appear. Just after that, two trees on either side of the road are caught up by the shape-shifting street. They slide through the concrete with creaks and snaps and take up a peculiar and frightening position in the eyes of the massive head that is rising out of the road. The nightmare has gone too far for your brain and you stop the car. It's a monstrosity. The entire head is still the color of concrete with a receded hairline. Despite not having eyes, you feel an intense stare coming from the large trees jutting from its sockets. From this distance, only the bridge of the nose is visible, but you've seen enough. You make a wide turn and go back the way you came, unsure where you will go next with all of the streets blocked off. You take one final look in the rearview mirror and your stomach drops. The nose and the top lip have materialized above ground. As you drive away, more of the head rises until its chin rests just at street level. You plant your foot on the accelerator, not even caring where you're going anymore as long as it's away from that thing. However, you then realize that despite your speed, you're not really moving. Everything around you barely inches by, even with the pedal pressed into the floorboard. You look at the speedometer as your car clocks over 80. What is happening? Why can't I move? You look behind you again. The mouth of the head is opening and getting unnaturally wide. You're frozen in disbelief as the mouth widens back to the ears and the top of the head flips back, exposing a massive, twisted pink tongue writhing from the center of the head. You try again to speed away, the speedometer reaching over 100 miles per hour and running well into the red. 
you quickly realize it's doing no good as you're going backwards instead of forward. You shriek, panicked and clueless what to do, but keep your foot on the accelerator. You glance at the mirror again and see you're less than 100 feet from the mouth and quickly conveying into it. Just as you decide to abandon the car and try your luck on foot, the car hitches backward over the bottom lip and teeth of the head, sliding into place beneath the tongue. You scream as the head flips closed above you. Inside the mouth, it is silent and pitch black. The only light comes from the car's interior lights. You turn on the headlights and cringe in disgust. The outside of the head may have been made of concrete, but the inside is pink and fleshy. Your car is angled up against the back side of the bottom teeth. You press the gas, but the wheels only spin, and what you believe to be saliva flies up the side of the car. You take a look out the windshield. Right above you, the top teeth hang menacingly. Suddenly, the car sinks further as the tongue lowers onto it, resting on the back end. Huge drops of saliva drip from it, covering and smearing the windshield. Your mind is frantic and your heart pounds furiously in your head. Should I get out? What am I going to do if I try? I don't have any kind of weapon. You don't get to finish this line of thought as the tongue shifts again, this time sliding under your car, lifting into a position between the top and bottom teeth. You get the idea to drive out the gap and slam your foot on the gas again. Nothing. The car slides uselessly on the slippery surface and comes to a stop on the rest of the back of the lips. You press the gas again, but not only can you not get traction, the lips do not budge. You pant in frustration and rest your head on the steering wheel. What is this? How the hell do I- You are alarmed by the movement of the tongue as it shifts you slightly to the right, centering you again behind the lips. The lower jaw rises to meet the top one and the front teeth crush the front end of your car. You scream and shrink into the seat as the tires explode, the headlights are wrecked, the airbags deploy and the front end is reduced to nothing behind the mammoth perfect incisors. For a moment, the mouth is still and you try to free yourself from the airbag and try the door handle. It's jammed and impossible to open. The teeth have killed the engine and electricity and stuck you in complete darkness. You start to panic, feeling as though you are very near your end. But nothing seems to happen. For several moments, you sit perfectly still, waiting for the next shock but nothing comes. Maybe, maybe it's over and I can try to get out somehow. You try to take a mental inventory of what you have in your car that could be used as a weapon or help you get out. Maybe I can get into the trunk. You manage to shimmy out of the driver's seat and plop into the back. The middle console of the back seat has a hatch that leads into the trunk. You just need to twist the knob and... Outside the car, the leviathan tongue shifts again and you slide to the left side of the mouth. You hurry blindly to unlock the chunk hatch as the crushing sound begins. Almost immediately, the windows on the left side of the car shatter, spraying these jagged debris. You raise your hands and realize that the roof of the car is slowly coming down on you. You scream and thrash, but your range of movement is quickly running out. 
You slide to the last corner of the right side as the roof rips open. You can't see them in the dark, but you feel the presence of the immense molars as they cleave the car completely in half before rising above you again. Once more, the tongue pushes the car to the left, lining the remains of your car under the molars. The only thing you can do is scream, knowing this bite is your last. How unfortunate, dear companion. You didn't discover the secrets of this strange world. Time to turn back, retrace your steps, and see what you can do differently next time. Choose Podcast is written and produced by Kits Knight. Music and sounds provided by Joseph McDade, Purple Planet, and Royalty Free Sources. Links to it all can be found in the episode notes. Transcripts and episode lists are available at ChoosePodcast.com. If you're enjoying Choose, please consider supporting us on Patreon by following us on Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, and most of all, sharing the journey with your friends. Thank you so much for listening, and remember, there's always a choice.